Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey girl, I'm Micaela, a mother, wife, Jesus follower, podcaster, empowerment coach, and a Chicana who loves her cafecito. I'm on a mission to empower each mujer to give herself permission to be the woman God created her to be. Because just like you, I wear many hats. Girl, I see you trying to take care of everyone else. But on this podcast, I invite you to grab your cafecito or glass of wine, sit back, relax, because I'm going to mentor you and teach you how to stop being afraid of becoming the woman you know you were meant to be. So you ready? All right, girl, let's do this. Girl, welcome to a new episode of The Fearless Mujer. It's Micaela. Girl, I'm so excited that you're hanging out with me today. Thank you for stopping by for another cup of virtual cafecito. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you to everyone who's a part of The Fearless Mujer, whether it's in the community or the podcast. I want you to know how truly grateful I am to every tag that I get. Some of you guys tag me in your stories um, or you tag me on Facebook, whatever it is, however you um, are shouting out the podcast or supporting it. I just want to tell you thank you. It truly means the world to me. And I appreciate your love and your support. And if you listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, I want to ask you to leave a review. When you guys leave a review, it helps me to know like what is helping them. What should I talk more about? As podcasters, we want to know like how do I really get my message out there? What's actually resonating with with everyone? So. Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm going to be doing a giveaway pretty soon. And I also want to read your reviews on the air, on the podcast. And so I want you to know how grateful I truly am. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. So if you haven't left a review, girl, it takes like not even a minute. Just, you know, hit the five stars <laughs> or the four stars and then leave your review, especially if you have the app, girl, it's so easy. But anyway, thank you again. Have you felt the mess of life? Have you felt the messiness, the chaos of life? Maybe you're in a season where your life is going good, right? Like financially you're good. I don't know, maybe you just got a house or you just bought something really nice for yourself that you've been saving for. Maybe life is really good for you right now. Maybe you just got married or engaged or I don't know, you found out you're pregnant or you're going to adopt, whatever it is, right? Maybe your life is just really going great. But maybe for some of you, life is so messy right now. You feel like if it's not one thing, it's another thing. Maybe your bills are piling up and you don't know how you're going to pay for them. Maybe you're like having a hard time juggling kids and work and school. 
Maybe you're trying to get pregnant and it's becoming very difficult for you. Maybe your marriage is rocky. These are things that we don't typically see on social media, right? People aren't highlighting those things about their life, the messiness. Maybe if your life is going good right now, you can relate to this because at some point your life was messy. See, we see the highlight reels of people, like when you watch football, right? When you're watching football or even like boxing, right? What happens? They're showing you like highlights. They even do it in like wrestling. They're showing you highlights of the good parts sometimes, right? Oh, look at that touchdown he made and all that. But people in life, they're doing the same thing. They're putting highlights of all the good stuff that's happening in their life. Some people are brave enough to actually share that they're going through a really hard time. But for the most part, most people want to highlight all the good stuff. You know, it's fine, right? Like social media is a place where we all kind of connect and catch up. But when you really step away, it's not reality right? Unless there's people who are using social media as a tool to get their message across, right? Which for those of us who are podcasters, we use social media to get our message across, to connect with people more. And so it just depends how you're using social media. So the problem when you're looking at people's highlight reels, when you're looking at, oh, wow, They just bought a car. You're looking at all the good stuff in their life. And your life is messy. It's so easy to compare yourself to what other people are doing. And you might even think like, dang, how come I can never get it together? How come I can never get it right? What is wrong with me? But you see, here's where I want to encourage you. Girl, here's where I really want to have a heart to heart with you. Because you know I'm not going to sugarcoat anything, right? (laughs) That's just not my style. I'm not going to be mean to you and attack you and judge you. But I'm also not going to sugarcoat anything because that's just not me. I don't want people sugarcoating stuff with me. You know, you guys know, like, I grew up in the hood, right? (laughs) We don't sugarcoat stuff over there. So why would I sugarcoat anything? It's just not me. But what I want to tell you is this. Can you allow your mess to become your message? Possibly. See, a lot of times when we're going through things, see, a lot of times a mess is something we didn't ask for. A lot of times a mess is something that we didn't even create. Sometimes we have toxic family. Sometimes there's just a lot of craziness going on, right? Sometimes other people choose to do things that cause our life to get messy. I like to think of the messiness of life, the kind of mess that I'm talking about. Let me just point this picture to you, okay? The kind of mess that I'm talking about is not like when your kid just has clothes all over their floor. That's not the kind of mess I'm talking about. Um, The kind of mess I'm talking about isn't even like, I'll share this with you guys. (laughs) If you guys ever meet my son, please don't tell him I told you this, but My son is autistic, so when he was little, he had a really hard time keeping his room organized, and we would find things like moldy sandwiches, 
uh, we would be like, my husband and I would be like, what is that smell? What is, what is happening in here? And we would, it never failed. We would find a moldy sandwich that he didn't eat at school. So his room would be stinky (laughs) and there would, there would be a mess everywhere. Like his idea of cleaning was to shove everything under the bed. Right. So I'm not even talking about that mess. Now, the kind of mess I'm talking about is a show that you all have probably seen where people like to hoard things and people have a disaster. Okay, yeah, I'm going there because sometimes life feels like that. Life feels like if you're not careful, that box might fall on you. If you're not careful, um, you might trip on some wires on the floor. Sometimes life feels like that, right? And so that's the kind of mess I'm talking about, that life might feel that freaking crazy and chaotic. Because I can imagine if I walked into the home of somebody that had this issue, right, with hoarding, and I couldn't even make my way to the kitchen, you know, I'm somebody that like, I can just walk to my kitchen it's clean. It's, you know, I can grab my dishes. No problem, right? Most of us are cool. Like, and hey, if you have a problem with hoarding, I'm not trying to attack you, okay? I'm just trying to point a picture. So be patient with me. Don't get mad at me, please. But I'm not used to living like that, where like I can't even get to my kitchen, you know? So it would probably cause me a lot of anxiety. It would probably make me really sad. And so this is how emotionally and mentally life can be sometimes. We we just got to kind of be careful where we're walking and it can be crazy. And I think we've all been there at some point. Maybe you're there right now. Maybe you're just trying to keep your head above the water. But can you allow your mess to become a message? What happens a lot is that We try to hide behind the pain and the mess. Just like I said, right? My kid's throwing his things under the bed. And you're like, oh, cool, it's clean, (laughs) right? But then you pick up the the cobija, the blanket, and you're like, oh, snap, (laughs) it's really not clean. Guess what? We do that too. We want to appear that we're good and we're fine and everything's great. But inside, there's a mess inside of us because some of us haven't dealt with things. Some of you are carrying around wounds and having band-aids over them. And if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning, you know that in February we were talking about emotional healing and I was talking about those band-aids that we put on. See, some of us hide behind the pain. Because whether the pain was caused by your mistakes or by other people's mistakes or because life just sucks for you right now, because life is just really, really hard and things that you didn't ask to happen, things that are beyond your control just happened, right? A lot of times that's what happens. Things start, we start to see like, oh my God, what's going on? I I don't even know where this came from. Everything feels upside down. Everything feels so chaotic right now. And you know what happens? 
We feel the pain, but then we feel the shame. We feel the shame of the way our life is. And I'll share with you like a quick story. When I was really, really young, I was like 18, 19 years old. I was in a, you know, abusive relationship. And it was crazy because I was scared. But I was also filled with with shame. I didn't want people to know, you know, that this guy was treating me like that. I didn't want people to know that he was, you know, being mean to me or hurting me. I felt shame because of what he was doing. Now, obviously, I was very young. Obviously, you know, I'm going to teach my daughter that if somebody's hurting you, you don't feel shame for their actions, right? And so I always acted like everything was fine. And if you've been in that situation, you probably can relate to me right now that we take the pain, right? Emotionally, um, the chaos, all of it. We embrace it and we feel shame because of it. Even though we didn't start it or whatever it is, right? We didn't decide to be like, here, let me open a door to this problem in my life. And look, if you're in an abusive relationship right now and you're listening to this podcast, you're listening to this episode, I want to tell you something. You are so much more than what somebody tells you that you are. Because you know that when you're in an abusive relationship, sometimes it's not just physical, it's emotional and mental abuse. So if you're in that situation right now, I want to ask you to please get help. Because no one should put their hands on you. No one should treat you that way. If you're going through that right now, you do not deserve that. I mean, that's a whole other episode, but I just want to tell you, you don't deserve that. God didn't create you so that a man could hurt you and put his hands on you. That's not love. Oftentimes, when we're stuck in a relationship that's abusive, we think, well, this is just how all relationships are. This is just, I make him mad. No, girl, don't do that to yourself because that's not love. Love is good. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love doesn't hurt you. Love doesn't keep a record of wrong. Love doesn't do that. Love is not supposed to hurt. So if you are in an abusive relationship right now, please get help. Because even one little thing that you see that's a red flag that you're in your gut inside of yourself, you're like, wait a minute, I don't think that was okay. The first thing that you see, you have to go. So I don't know your situation, but if that's you, I'm praying for you. And I want to ask you to please, please get help. There's places that can help you create a plan and help you, you know, leave. So I just want to tell you that. I just feel that on my heart that I need to say that if you're in that situation and you're feeling shame because you're in an abusive relationship, that's not your shame. Do not embrace it because the shame will not allow you to see clearly. So please get help. For those of you who 
have been feeling shame because of the pain. It's not your shame. It is not your shame to carry around. The pain of what we've gone through, sometimes we're holding on to pain from our childhood. The pain of what we've gone through and the shame of what we've gone through or the shame of what we're going through is not ours to carry. I want you to know that. The shame is not yours to carry. See, shame lies to you. Shame makes you feel like you're not worthy. Shame makes you feel like you should hide under a blanket. You should act like everything's okay because people are going to think something's wrong with you. Shame is not yours to carry around. So if you have been doing that, if you have been carrying shame around, begin to explore how to really let go of that shame. Because what shame will do is cause you to be imprisoned, to be captive in your mind. You won't be free. So if you're holding on to shame because of what somebody did to you, or maybe you made a mistake, maybe there's something that you did that still haunts you, and maybe it happened 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever that is. You have to let go of the shame because the shame will not allow you to be free. So my question is, is it possible at all that you could look at your mess different? Could you step back a little, just for a second, just for a minute, step back a little bit, look at your life as if it wasn't even you, as if you're looking at someone else's life. What do you see about this person's life? How do you interpret it if you were looking at somebody's somebody else's life? How would you interpret that? Is there a solution? Is there a way that this person could look at her life different or her situation different? So could you look at your mess differently? In fact, I'm, I want to challenge you to look at it different. Because here's what I've learned. I've learned that you can actually use your mess to help others. And maybe right now you think that's impossible. I could never do that. You can. You can use your mess to help others because guess what? Your mess is not always going to be there. We go through different seasons of life. Life throws us a curveball sometimes. And sometimes we're coasting and things are going good. It's a season. We go through different seasons just like the weather. And so, yes, you can use your mess to help others. Because once you learn how to overcome things, once you learn how to allow a setback to become a comeback, you're able to show others how you actually did that. You're able to actually use your story to help others. Like maybe maybe you could be the one who uses your story, your mistakes to help others not have to go through their mistakes. Maybe you could be the one that actually takes the things that you've done Right? Maybe you got out of a situation. You turned that setback into a comeback. How did you do that? 
you can be the one who actually takes that and teaches somebody else how to not make the same mistake or how to make that setback become a comeback. So you can help others with your mess because your mess can become your message. See, your story is so powerful. Your story is so important. But a lot of times we tend to think that nobody cares what I have to say. My story is not important. My story is not that great. We start to tell ourselves those lies. Notice that I said they're lies because a lot of times we don't pay attention to that the thought that we're having and we don't pay attention to the fact that like, wait a minute, why am I even thinking this, right? You guys see me post and talk about believing lies because a lot of us women have lies that we're believing. And sometimes you don't even know that you're believing those lies. You know, and one of the things that I teach the women in the in the Fearless Mujer Mastermind is that your story is so powerful. It is your superpower. No one can take your message. No one can take that from you. If people have taken anything from you, if they've taken things from you, they cannot take your message. It is yours. They can't even take those experiences, right? Sometimes we remember something a certain way and somebody else might remember it a certain way and they try to convince you that that's not how it happened. How are they going to tell you what you see and what you remember? So look, don't allow anyone to switch it up on you, okay? Your story, your experiences, your message is your message and nobody can take that from you. And you know what, girl? Your message, your voice, and your story is your superpower. You can definitely use your mess to become a message so that you can help others. Now, here's what happens when you're in the messiness. You don't see past it. You don't see past the mess. If you let's go back to the person who has a problem with hoarding things. If you were to walk up into their house, you might not be able to see past all the stuff being out of there, right? You might not be able to see their floor. You probably can't even see what their house looks like because it's probably pretty bad, right? with boxes and everything. Think about when you've moved, like there's boxes everywhere. You can't find anything. It feels pretty chaotic when you first move. At least that's been my experience. Maybe I'm not a good packer. I don't know, but it's hard to see past how everything's going to look once you take it all out of the boxes. And usually it takes weeks. I've heard it takes months. It just depends how fast you unpack, right? So what happens when you're in the messiness of life, you can't see past the messiness of life sometimes. And sometimes you're carrying around old mess. It's in there. You're still carrying it with you. And you need to unpack that. But that's hard. Unpacking the mess is hard. And what happens when we are in the mess, or we're carrying around old mess, we oftentimes have tunnel vision. Tunnel vision is like you're focusing on a single point of view. And what happens psychologically is that the more threatening something looks, the more you're going to give it your focused attention. 
So because you're not able to look past the mess, you're just going to give it your attention. If you're giving something your attention constantly, how can you look past what's going on? How? It's hard. Some of you guys, I've done this. I've been there. Sometimes I catch myself and I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, girl, (laughs) we're not going there, right? Some of you guys have glasses on that are disappointment glasses. Stay with me. Your disappointment glasses are still seeing things in the past. They're still seeing the mess. They're still seeing what happened to you. They're still seeing the shame. They're still seeing the pain. They're still seeing the hurt. How do you begin to see clearer? Have you ever had old glasses on? Now, if you don't wear glasses, you might be like, I don't know what you're talking about. But if you do, have you ever worn old glasses? I have, right? They're crooked. They're sliding off your nose. They're probably scratched. How many of you guys sleep with your glasses under your pillow? (laughs) That's me or by the bed. But they're scratched. They're old. Maybe they have fingerprints. And you just can't see the same. Or maybe your eye vision has changed. So maybe you need a stronger, you know, prescription on your glasses. But you just can't see the same. You can't see clear. Some of you are wearing glasses that are only allowing you to see the past shame, that are only allowing you to see the pain that you still have, that you still carry around. Some of you are looking at your life through the glasses of disappointment. But let's say that your life has gotten better. Let's say that all the pain and all the things that have happened to you are in the past. And your life is actually better. But for some reason, you're stuck. You cannot look past your past. So even though your life is good on the outside, you still feel stuck. But what if you took off those glasses of disappointment? What if you looked at your life As if it wasn't your life, but someone else's. Sometimes all it takes is to take off the glasses of disappointment. Because I will share this with you very quickly. In my early years of being married to my husband, we've been together for 13 years. And some of you already know that we got divorced and we got remarried. And let me tell you something. <laughs> if you're divorced, I'm not telling you to go get back with your with your ex. I'm not saying that, okay? I'm not an advocate for it. I mean, if that's what God tells you to do and he puts that on your heart, then do it, right? But if God didn't tell you that, girl, <laughs> because getting back with when you've been divorced, It's like hard. You're still holding on to things that happened, right? But in the early years of my marriage to my husband, I blamed him for everything. I didn't fully trust him. I 
always felt like I have to do things myself because if not, this guy's going to disappoint me. Why? Because I had been in bad relationships. I had been in abusive relationships. And I was still carrying around all the stuff that was done to me or, you know, the stuff that my dad did to me or my mom or whatever. And I projected all of that and I brought all of that into my marriage because I had not healed. And then when you got two people who grow up in dysfunction, girl, you're going you're going on a crazy roller coaster ride. But I blamed him for everything. I'm not saying that he was perfect, right? But I was looking at my life and my marriage through a lens of disappointment, through a, through glasses of disappointment. Still holding on to pain that wasn't even my husband's, he didn't cause it, all of that. And I couldn't see past the pain. I couldn't see past it. And it wasn't until I took off those glasses of disappointment that I was able to see things clearer and the colors even changed a little. So I'm going to challenge you today. If you're still wearing glasses of disappointment, girl, it is time that you take them off. Now, here is something that's really hard. And you might not want to hear me say this, but girl, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I started this because I wanted a big sister to speak into me, to magnify my gifts, to encourage me, to affirm me. And that's all I've ever wanted out of all of this was for you to know that you have a bestie over here, a sister, you know, to speak life into you. Because some of us, nobody spoke life into us. And I'm not here to put you down. I'm here to love you. I'm here to encourage you. Sometimes I got to talk about hard things. What I learned is that sometimes I'm going to have to forgive people who hurt me. People who have hurt me to my core. You know, that place so deep within me. Sometimes I'm going to have to forgive people. So that I could be free. See, a lot of times, maybe you were taught this. Maybe it's just your point of view. But I'm going to challenge that point of view. A lot of times we're taught or we learn that forgiveness is weak. That you're a sucker if you forgive. You're a punk if you forgive. That ain't for you. You ain't forgiving nobody, right? Girl, I've been there. So you take that unforgiveness with you. But when you're carrying around unforgiveness, you can't fully be free in your next relationship, right? If you're carrying around unforgiveness from a past relationship, if you're carrying around unforgiveness, as time passes, it actually actually starts to really kind of eat at you. And... Sometimes we think that we're tough if we don't forgive. Sometimes we think that, excuse my language, we're a badass if we don't forgive. Sometimes we think that. But you're actually amazing if you forgive. You're actually strong if you forgive. Because see, forgiving somebody is not you saying, it's okay what what happened. It's okay what you did to me. Forgiving someone is releasing them and letting them go. Giving that situation to God. 
and just letting it go. It might still sting a little bit. But if you truly forgive and you let that go, you're going to have peace. You're going to be free because you're not holding on to what happened anymore. You're like, I'm done. See, because when you're not forgiving, you're still giving power to that person. Right? They're still relevant. And if this person hurt you, they shouldn't even be relevant. They should not. They're irrelevant to your life. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to be mean. Forgiveness is powerful. It sets you free. And here's another thing. You don't have to reconcile with those people who hurt you. You don't have to have them back in your life. You don't have to be your you know, best friends with them. You don't have to have a relationship with the people that hurt you. But forgiveness, girl, is so powerful. It's so healing. So I want you to know that I love you. I want you to know that (laughs) you can use your mess to become your message. And it can be a message of hope for others, of inspiration. Because if you have accepted your life for the way it has been, for the past, for the hurt, maybe you think this is just the way my life is. If you have done that, I want to tell you something. You have the power to rewrite it all. You really do. You can choose to say, I'm going to choose to look at my life different. I'm going to explore how to take off these glasses of disappointment. And maybe there's some people that I need to just forgive. Look, you don't even have to tell them. Seriously, you don't have to tell them, hey, I forgive you. Hey, I'm just calling you to tell you I forgive you. You don't have to text them and tell them you forgive them. Write it down somewhere. See, I love journaling. So if you journal, hey, girl, (laughs) journal buddy over here. But if you don't, take a notebook, take a piece of paper. And you can actually do this after you're done listening or at some point this week. Write down at least three people. That's a good start. At least three people that have hurt you, that have caused you pain. Now, this is going to be a deep exercise. This is some serious heart work. Okay, girl? Write down. If you don't want to write down their name, put their initials. Write down the person that hurt you and next to it, write down what they did. And then write down next to that, I forgive you for fill in the blank. That's going to be a hard thing for you to do, but I promise if you do it, it will be powerful and healing. You might cry and you might start to remember all the things that happened. Process it. Let it happen. Let it surface. And you're going to have to do this when there's nobody around. If you have to pretend you're taking a shower to do this and stay in the bathroom and soak, whatever you need to do. This is important for you to do because when you write down those things and it surfaces, it's healing you. You don't have to hold on to what happened. Let it surface. Process it in that moment. And when you want to be angry because you remember what happened, remind yourself that you already forgave them because you know what's happening in that moment? You're releasing that. 
And girl, if you're someone who believes in God, that's even more powerful because God is going to bless that. He's going to take that and he's going to cast it away and be like, it's done. See, some of us don't give ourselves a chance to do things like that. Why? It wasn't taught to you, right? Maybe that wasn't taught to you. Girl, it wasn't taught to me. Maybe you're just not ready to do that. So if you're not, it's cool. Don't do it yet. (laughs) Maybe you can only do one person that you can forgive. And that is okay. Maybe in six months, you can forgive the next person on your list. And that's okay too. But I want to challenge you to do it. And then don't just do it and then be like, okay, that's it. And you have all these emotions that you're carrying around. Girl, maybe you need to do this with your therapist. Like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's that deep because I'm going to tell you something. If you've been a victim, if you are a survivor of sexual abuse, that's really hard when it comes to forgiveness. I get that part. I get it because I'm a survivor of sexual abuse. So is my little girl. So I know that pain. And it hurts like hell. It hurts like crazy. So take your time. Because I don't want you to get triggered and and then you can't get past it. That's not my intention with giving you that exercise. If you're ready, do it. If you need a therapist, do that too. I'm all for therapy. But girl, you know I love you, right? Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Look, if you want to talk more about this, Hit me up on Instagram at the Fearless Mujer Podcast. I want you to know that I love you, girl. You are fearless, okay? It's great to be empowered and talk about all the fun stuff and the cool stuff and the empowering stuff. But we got to talk about the hard things too. Yes, girl. Because God wants you to be free from the pain, from the shame. You don't have to hold on to it. It's not your shame. Release it so you could be free, so you could be the mujer that God created you to be. Because he created you to be fearless. He created you to live freely. I want you to know that I love you so much. And I'm here if you need to reach out. And really quick, let me just tell you, there's one spot left in the Fearless Mujer Mastermind. Yeah, girl, just one. So if you were kind of thinking about it and you were like, man, I want to know more. I just want to talk to Micaela. Girl, hit me up. You can hit me up on Instagram at the Fearless Mujer Podcast. Uh, Right now, you could probably still schedule a cafecito call. But honestly, I don't know that I have any calls available, any dates available So the best thing to do is to hit me up on Instagram at the Fearless Mujer Podcast and let me know that you need this. You need to be a part of the Fearless Mujer Mastermind. You can also go to fearlessmujer.com forward slash contact. Send me a message, girl. Tell me that you want to be a part of this, that you need it. Even if you're like, I'm just kind of curious, girl. Let me know because we have one spot left. It's first come, first serve. I did mention that there is a scholarship offer and I would love for you to 
take advantage of that because it's there for you. So girl, I want you to be a part of this. I want to help you kind of work through why you feel like you're not good enough. What are those limiting beliefs that you've been believing? What are those lies that you need to work through? Girl, send me a message because I know that if you've been looking for something like this, girl, it's because sometimes God puts it right there in our lap. And so we need to just jump on it and take the opportunity to do something different. And like, I get it. Maybe you've never worked with a mentor. I understand. I kind of had this perception that like, oh, why do I want to tell people my business? Right. But something really powerful happens when you allow someone to mentor you who's the right mentor, who really does care for you and wants to see you succeed. You know, it's uh, it's helped me to truly believe in myself and become a confident woman. And so, girl, I want you to be confident in who you are and I want you to be fearless. And so come be part of the Fearless Mujer Mastermind. I would love to have you but girl, I wouldn't wait because we already started orientation and that's fine. I can send you the link to the replay. It's no problem. And we start our first official mastermind session on Friday, July 16th. So girl, I would jump on that because there is a scholarship offer. It's an amazing deal towards your tuition. And I want to tell you more. See, this is the last six-week mastermind. After this mastermind, I'm going to be extending the the whole mastermind. And so, of course, I'll have to, you know, extend the price. So, girl, this is your opportunity to take advantage of that scholarship. I think if you feel that nudge in your heart, then this is for you. And I want to extend that seat to you that's available and girl, like I said, this is first come first serve. So jump on it. Hit me up. Let's talk again. Hit me up on Instagram at the Fearless Mujer podcast. If you're in the Facebook group, just send me a message. If you're not part of the Facebook group, uh, you can find the link in the show notes. But uh, you can also go to fearlessmujer.com, go to community, and it'll take you straight to the Fearless Mujer private community. All right, girl, que Dios te bendiga. Talk to you next time. Hey, girl, thanks so much for joining me. It was such a pleasure hanging out with you. If this episode inspired you and empowered you, share it with the women in your life so that they can be empowered too. And could I ask you for a quick favor? It would mean the world to me if you left me a review and subscribed. That way you never miss an episode. And if you want to connect with me, I'm on Instagram at the Fearless Mujer Podcast. You can also come join the private Facebook group. Fearless Mujeres is a sisterhood and community where you're going to be empowered and inspired. And you'll find the link to that group in the show notes. And girl, let me ask you a quick question. Have you been feeling like you're not walking in your true purpose? If you're looking for guidance and clarity and support, book a free 20-minute clarity call with me. We can focus on the things that are holding you back from really walking and stepping into your God-given purpose. And girl, before you go, if you want to screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram, Facebook, that would be pretty cool. All right, girl, until next time, God bless.